Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. Holy moly, Freedom Friday again. It is the day after Turkey Day. It is Friday the 23rd, 2018, in the month of November. All right? Listen, got some horrible, horrible stories for you today, as they all are, as they continue to get worse, as the iniquity continues to get filled up, before the return of our God. And the return of our God will then bring us into eternal life because those who are dead in Christ will rise first. Then those of us who are alive and remain, if that be the case, will be caught up to meet them in the air. It's, that's what's, that's the doctrine, right? That's what's going to happen. He's going to send forth his angels. He's going to gather all the elect from the four corners of this uh, land, of this earth, four corners of the flat earth, right? And he's going to gather us together to meet him in the air. That's what's going to happen at the last Trump. But before we get there, we are told to observe the signs As a fig tree generation, we were told by Jesus to look around, look up and look around us. And when we see climate chaos, like the the waves and the seas roaring, folks, they're literally roaring. Have you seen these videos of the floods going on around this uh, earth? Have you seen them? I mean... Go to Nared King, N-A-R-E-D-K-I-N-G on YouTube, Nared King. (laughs) In times, Uh, look at these videos. There's uh, several people are putting these videos out every day or every other day. Crazy floods, crazy sinkholes, crazy tornadoes, crazy hail. I mean, here in America... Uh, half of us are under uh, snow already and it's not even winter. It's amazing. It's not getting better. It's not going to get better. It's only going to descend. It's going to keep descending. And my personal belief is that it's going to descend exponentially. Just like the evil has descended exponentially within the last year. So is the climate chaos, what, you know, what we consider climate chaos, but it's, it's of God. Oftentimes I will say grand solar minimum or, you know, something that um, science thinks they have the answer to, but we really don't know. But I do know one thing 
God controls the weather. <laughs> I can tell you that. So if God says no more, he says no more. It's coming. Now, there's evil all in the world. The human genome has been corrupted. Our DNA has been mixed with these fallen ones. They're walking nephies all around. If they're not a robotoid on TV that you see as a newscaster or an actor or a musician getting a Grammy or something, if they're not a robotoid or a hybrid creature, then they were once human, even as a little kid, they were born human, but have been overcome by demonic forces. And now they are totally controlled by demonic forces. I do believe a lot of these meat suits that demons inhabit do things that they can't even control anymore. Um, some would call it a zombie apocalypse. The zombie apocalypse is not something that's coming. The, the zombie apocalypse is here. And if you listen to the show every week, which I know you do, you see the zombie apocalypse. You could, <laughs> it's verified. It's right in front of us. So we are waiting. We are waiting. We're in a holding pattern. We're waiting for the return of our God. We don't care if anybody else believes in our God. We don't care what they believe in. We don't care what they say. We don't care what their false science says. We don't care what their new age, Madam Blavansky inspired thought processes say. How we're entering into a new cosmic reality. And how people are changing and they're becoming more spiritual, more Zen. They've been meditating. They're opening up their pineal gland. We don't care. You know why? Because I know that I know that I know what I know. And I don't need science to tell me that or false science. Because half the stuff you hear in science or more can't be proven anyway. It can't be proven. It's just false knowledge. It's false science. But I do know in my heart what I know, not because of science, but because of faith. Faith. And for me and my house, faith is the key that unlocks the door. And I know that I know that my God's going to return. Our Lord is going to return. And when he does, it's the end of this age. And there's no more ages after this. This is the last days. It's the last age. That's what I'm looking forward to. But until then, we're down here, passing probation. We're occupying. We're doing whatever the Lord tells us to do. And we're surrounded by evil, just like the days of Noah. He was surrounded by evil. He was surrounded by Nephilim. He was surrounded by demonic hybrids. Not only in humans, but they corrupted all the animals. Think of dinosaurs. Everything was corrupted. The angels came down and taught the women the witchcraft, the sorceries, the resolving of witchcraft, the resolving of spell. The smiting of fetuses in the womb. They taught the women and the women taught the men. But they also taught the men the art of war. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, and dressing like a woman. They taught him the art of Baphomet. Yes, the art of eye makeup, acrimony. And it's just like the days of Noah. He was surrounded by pure evil. And the days of Lot, where they went after strange flesh. Oh, yes, there was a lot more going on than just sodomy, folks. Sodomy was the result of what was going on. They went after strange or alien flesh. In the days of Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah, before it was destroyed, and it was destroyed that very day that Lot was removed and taken out of, surrounded by pure evil, it vexed his righteous soul on a daily basis, just like your soul is vexed every day. When you look at your Facebook news feed, Oh, yeah. So we keep this in mind as God fears and looking for the return of our Lord. We keep this in mind. Jesus said in the Gospel of John, 1633, he says, These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But take courage, I have overcome the world. That is our Lord talking to you. He's telling you, you're going to have peace in him. Even though you're in this world, you have trials and testing and tribulation because the whole thing is evil and run by the God, little G God, of this world, the princes, principalities, the powers that occupy the immediate air around us. <coughs> it's evil. And in the world, he says, you're going to have tribulation. He didn't say it's going to be uh, like, you know, easy. But he wants us to take courage. I want you to take courage. Because Christ says, I have overcome the world. He's already overcome the world. Okay? So we're just waiting for that hammer to fall. But he's already overcome. So well, let's go down to John. the gospel, Not the Gospel of John, but the, the letter of John, 1 John. 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith. What's the victory that overcomes the world, people? Your faith. It's not your science. It's not what you see. It's what you know. You know it by faith. You either know it or you don't. By faith. No man could please the Father without faith. You have to have faith. All right. So I tell you that before I tell you these stories. Because they're horrible stories. We live in a horrible place. I only bring the stories up to let you know how close we are to the end of going home. That's all. But you're going to have peace because he has overcome the world. And these stories are of the world. All right? But before I begin, a short commercial break. 
Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. This is an excellent training manual for building a stronger marriage by exposing the tactics your enemies use against you. From all online digital retailers, God bless you all. I want to tell you about a project called Mesquite Cafe, and their latest musical release is called Time's End. These songs are about dissatisfaction with the current world systems, hope in ultimate salvation, and warnings about apocalyptic destruction coming to the planet. Time's End by Mesquite Cafe can be found at digital music stores such as Apple Music, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, Napster, iHeartRadio, and many others. Hey, first up, first up, this is from Fox News. Tennessee man arrested in Alabama for rape. That's right, rape of a 16-month-old baby that is his own biological son. He raped his own Baby boy. Yeah. You should see the picture of these yahoos. Go Fifth Hook Media. Facebook page, Fifth Hook Media. Look at the picture of these yahoos. Him and his uh, lovely wife. Tennessee man has been arrested in Alabama for raping his 16-month-old son. And the boy's mother has been charged with child abuse and neglect. That's right. The police found this guy in Alabama. He was on the lam and they got him. He was a state's top 10 most wanted list. And they said he knowingly, intentionally and unlawfully penetrated his 16 month old son. And the, this act caused severe and possible permanent damage to the child. You think? This, uh, the so-called mother, this uh, woman, this thing, this uh, meat suit controlled by demons was also charged after she failed to seek medical treatment for the child when he was raped by her husband and the father on November 11th. Yeah. He's 33 years old. He's being held on a million dollar bond. And uh, guess what? His history includes domestic assault charge back in 2010. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Wow. That's a soulless person because he's not human. Now, he didn't wake up one day. He didn't wake up day and say, oh, I I messed up. I think I'm lusting after my 16-month-old baby boy. I don't know what's wrong with me. That's weird. I just woke up and had that weird feeling. No, this was a progression. This was him lending himself and yielding his spirit over to evil incrementally until he becomes this, till he becomes demonically controlled in the fullest sense. Same thing with his uh, so-called uh, lover there. Absolutely horrible. That's the world we're living in now. Because it's close to the end. Because it says the days of Noah. You see, if this stuff wasn't going on right now, it wouldn't be as the days of Noah. It wouldn't be as the days of Lot. This is the end. Right? 
There's perplexity of nations. Nations are perplexed, are they not? Every nation is under perplexity. They're wringing of their hands. They don't know what to do. They're freaking out. People are fainting. They don't know what to do. They're on anxiety drugs because of the fear of the things that are coming on this planet. They know damn well it's not getting any better. This generation coming up, there's nothing for them. It's not like it was in the past. Economically, educational-wise, politically, religious-wise, philosophical-wise, there's nothing for them. This place is a dump. It's a hellhole now. People are insane. There's nothing left. There's nothing left. They know that. Their hearts are failing them for fear. The waves, the sea, they're roaring, literally, and much more. There are pillars of smoke. There's fire. There's blood. This is a fig tree generation. These are the signs you look at and go, oh, it's budding. Summer is near. Summer is near. This is from Fox News. Father says girl, a 10-year-old girl who killed his infant son is a criminal who deserves to be in handcuffs. You think? Here's what happened. This guy had a six-month-old son. He had a six-month-old baby boy. And this kid, this kid was at a foster parent home where the foster parents had a daycare or something like that and watched other kids. The reason why this kid was with foster parents because this dad and the baby's mama couldn't get along and they were in a custody battle. Okay, so this kid didn't have parents anyway. Six-month-old son at this foster care home. There's this 10-year-old girl there who picked up this baby and dropped it probably on purpose and the kid's screaming. And so to stop the kid from screaming, remember she's 10 years old. She takes her foot and literally stomps the baby's head until he's dead. Is that normal for a 10 year old child? Is it normal for anyone in that circumstance to stomp a baby to death? I don't think so. Yeah, so this judge had set a bond of $50,000 for this 10-year-old meat suit. Yeah, it's it's not a child, folks. It's not a little girl. It's a 10-year-old meat suit. She's demonically controlled. And this 10-year-old thing confessed to intentionally, intentionally, wasn't it wasn't by accident. Intentionally killing this baby she confessed to picking up the kid on purpose and dropping it they were at a daycare center and then she stomped on the baby's head in an attempt to make him stop crying and the baby died two days after because of his injuries so anyway the story's about this father who wants to see this kid in shackles and blah 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 you know, obviously tried as an adult. She's 10 years old. 
So I don't, um, I don't know what the law is going to do with that. You know, who knows? Who knows? But according to the sheriff, the girl said she had dropped the infant and hit his head on a footstool. Baby cried. And then she, she stomped the kid's head. They died. Now, the girl's biological parents appeared with her in court. Now, that's, that's weird because the kids, the, that girl, that 10-year-old girl had been removed from um, their home in September and placed in foster care. And, but the reason for the, the removal, uh, no one knows. So you got all kinds of issues here. Um, who knows? Who knows? Crazy stuff, huh? This is uh, more local to me. This is St. George News, St. George, Utah, which is about uh, about a half hour away from here, eh, 40 minutes away from me up north. This is a web-based therapy study to help Utah teens with hair pulling disorder. So I didn't know there was such a thing until I read this article. And apparently there's a thing where uh, kids, at least in Utah, are pulling their hair. They can't help it. They're pulling their hair. And uh, so what the state of Utah is doing is they're trying to do some online applications for teens 12 to 17 who wish to participate on a study on treating trichotillomania. Or hair pulling disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very strange. And it goes on and it talks about this study, which we really don't care about. But the big picture, they say, is they want to know what percent of the people that uh, they work with can get their hair pulling under control. And they want to know if they can do that over the web. Another things, uh, another thing they, they, they always learn, you know, about people try to get better on these studies. So they're just trying to do an online study to go how many people are pulling their hair. And um, apparently it's a big enough deal where uh, trichotillomania, hair pulling, affects approximately 2% of the population. They say it's a disorder in which a person is unable to stop pulling out their own hair, using it as a way to regulate their thoughts and emotions. Is that this? Is that demonic? Of course. Anytime you have a something that you can't stop, it's a it's an addiction or a drive, a drive, and you can't stop doing it. It's demonic. It's demons. It's the days of Noah. It's the days of Lot. Strange flesh. The world's going down. We we can't survive as a society anywhere the way it is right now. We can't, we can't survive. Yet there are people out there and there's some, uh, some people out there, they even use the climate change stuff. They talk about the climate change and how things are going down and they're right. Things are going down. Things are getting worse. But then they start talking about how we're going to move into a new spirituality over this. They, they do agree the world's ending. They do agree there'll be starvation on this planet by 2028 because <laughs> the grand solar minimum. They do agree that there won't be enough crop yields and there's going to be major food shortages and there's going to be major problems within the next, you know, five to five to 10 years. I, I think a lot sooner because it's, it's really happening fast, but that's my opinion. Um, but then they say that is just going to weed out, you know, the, the sheeple and people like them. And they're going to gain the spirituality and then, Go on to rebuild, but on a more, you know, yeah. Madame Blavatsky, nonsense, Gnostic nonsense. What's going to happen 
is they're all going to die. And there's only one thing to prepare for. That's your eternal salvation. That's the only thing you can prepare for. Now, you can store food all you want. You can build underground tunnels and you can buy, uh, you know, solar generators and water filters, whatever. You can do that all you want. Going to die. It's over. When the Lord returns, they're going to die. The only thing that matters is what happens after that death. That's the only thing that matters. But the God of this world has blinded people to that truth. Has he not? So anyway, hair pulling. Hair pulling usually results in a person missing entire areas of their hair or having bald spots can leave a person feeling embarrassed or with skin damage, permanently affects hair growth. Some severe cases, some individuals eat the hair that they pull up and they end up with a matted hairball in their digestive tract. Could lead to weight loss. Maybe I should try that. Maybe I can lose a couple pounds by eating my, my hair. Start chewing on my beard. They vomit, intestinal obstruction, even death. According to the Mayo Clinic. Yes. It says, uh, usually people report they pull a hair or two for a harmless reason and then they find it rewarding. Then like a lot of things, they are addictive. As you keep doing it, you get more and more drawn into it. Wow. So the treatment is psychotherapy, behavior therapy, habit reversal, blah, 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 to try to get these people to quit eating, pulling and eating their hair. So uh, I, I did not know this, but what they're saying is they say if you go around the world, or I would like to say the land, the earth, uh, what we're doing is pretty consistent with the best care out there as far as people pulling their hair out everywhere. Yeah. So anyway, uh, very sad. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know that exists. But uh, this study is for teenagers, teenagers, teenagers. Here's one. This is a good article. Um, you should read this one. This is a Daily Mail. You can find it on our Facebook page if you can't find it online. It says school has 17 children changing gender as teacher says vulnerable pupils are being tricked into believing they are the wrong sex. I'm surprised they even published this. Because it's so um, truthful in anti-transgenderism. I'm surprised they even put this out. But uh, this um, anonymous teacher who didn't want to, obviously, wanted to keep her job and probably her house and her health, uh, not get attacked by these uh, libtards, came out and said that there's uh, the school she's at, and this is in Britain, I believe, said uh, there's 17 pupils in the process of changing their gender. Most of the children are undergoing transformation are autistic. And that means 150 autistic teenagers were issued puberty blocker drugs. So that's something that is not coming out. These kids are autistic. They already have mental challenges, right? They're already challenged mentally. And now they're being duped into thinking they're the wrong gender. And what she's saying is that these older kids are influencing them because and also she says a lot of these kids are just gay, but it's still a stigma to be gay, but it's not to be transgender. To be transgender is actually cool and you're a hero. You're kind of idolized if you're transgender, but if you're just gay, well, you're just gay. So she she reveals a lot of stuff. He or she, I don't know who it is, but they reveal a lot of stuff. It's a British school. So the school, can you imagine 17 kids, 17 kids 
all are in the process of changing their gender in one school. So all of a sudden, 17 kids all realized, hey, I was born the wrong sex. See, they're getting this stuff from demons. This is doctrine. Of, this is the spirit of Baphomet. Transgenderism is the spirit of Baphomet. It's both male and female. It's androgynous, like Satan. It's it's a doctrine of demons. It's Baphomet. She says, most of the youngsters undergoing the transformation are autistic. They're vulnerable. They have mental health problems. They're being tricked into believing the wrong sex. She says, uh, few of the transgender children are really suffering from gender dysphoria. And that's the name they give to someone who feels they're born with the wrong body. You know, why they eat their hair and you know pull their hair out or whatever. Yeah. They said these kids who are autistic, they latch on to the mistaken belief that they are the wrong sex as a way of coping with the problems caused by their autism. Makes a lot of sense, huh? So she said... A lot of the gender identity uh, children are, were showing moderate to severe autistic traits. I think that says quite a bit. It says quite a bit. So 150 autistic teenagers were given puberty-blocking drugs. Stops the body from maturing. This uh, whistleblower felt compelled to speak out. She says, because they're taking these powerful drugs that will have a a life-changing impact on them, a life-changing impact on these kids. So she's concerned. She says that she believes the schools and some politicians swallowed hook, line, and sinker a politically correct fallacy peddled by a powerful transgender lobby. Wow. So it's pretty amazing. The story goes on and on. And... um Oh, yeah, it talks about a lot of these kids. Man, it's something else. Anyway, so if you want to read it, it's a long it's a long article. I, I you know, can't keep going on. But our Facebook page, Fifth Media, you can find it there or just type in, you know, British Transgender School or something. It's on Daily Mail. Pretty, pretty interesting. This is from the New York Times. The headline is Gay Councilman in Texas. He's ousted from office. He says he was blackmailed. Well, that's not right, right? Why are they picking on this gay guy? They got a picture of this guy. Boy, he is a, he's 19 years old. He's a councilman. In 19 years, he hasn't even learned to be an adult yet. He's still a child. He's, he's not even, he's still mentally damaged. He's, he hasn't lived life enough to make decisions as a, as a councilman. This is ridiculous how he even got there. He's 19 years old. He was a former councilman in Groves, Texas, which is a very small conservative community, by the way. And by the looks of the picture of the men in the background, they're a bunch of old uh, old farts, man. I don't know how this kid got in there. And this guy looks, now he looks transgender, but he's gay. Yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> he got he got in there. He, he was an openly, his name is Cross Coburn. He served as an openly gay councilman in a small Texas city. And he was ousted in a recall election on November 6th, nine months after he was told that City Hall had received anonymous package of nude photos that Mr. Coburn had sent in private messages on the dating app Grinder, which is a gay dating app. So that's how why he feels he's being blackmailed. 
because he decided to send pictures of his junk to somebody else and then receive pictures of those that guy's junk. And now he's being blackmailed because he thinks, well, that's inappropriate for a councilman. That can't, you know, what's wrong with those people? He said those photos were later sent to the local news media after which supporters of a petition to remove him questioned whether he was fit the moral standards of the city. And he says, I regret that it got out, but I will never regret being human. See, because that's human when you're gay and you're sending naked photos of yourself to another man, according to Mr. Coburn. You see the demonic lie here? You see this guy is gone? You see how he's gone mentally? He's not right. He served one year of his two-year term. He says, I do not believe that me having consensual conversations, a little more than that, bud, with another adult has any merit on how I perform my duties. He's 19 years old. When he wasn't on Facebook and on Instagram, what was he doing? Oh, I know. he was sending naked photos of himself to other people, other men. He's 19. He ran uncontested. That's how he got. And that's crazy. Uncontested. Really? Someone didn't step to the plate and at least run against this guy. Are you serious? They deserve what they get then. Ah. <sighs> He said that uh, he had encountered sexual bias while growing up in the city. He was regularly bullied by other children. There it is. That's a victim card. As the petition and recall campaign against him built, he said uh, he thought he was being targeted by religious conservatives because of sexuality. There it is. Religious conservatives. Who that might that be? Muslims? Oh, uh, the Jews? The Hindus? Uh, oh, oh no. Christians. Chuck Smith, Chuck Smith, this is interesting because this guy's name is Chuck Smith. He's the chief executive of Equality Texas. He's an advocacy group on LGBT issues. He said the recall was sad, especially in contrast to excessive LGBT candidate. Someone organized the equivalent of a tarred feathering to get him removed from office. No, he did it himself. You remember my Monday show? Did you listen to the Monday show where I talked about if you're living in sin and you decide to be a homosexual or, or even if you're, you're a promiscuous heterosexual, you're going to reap the results of that lifestyle. But no, not the people who are brain damaged. Brain damaged people. Demons. CNS News says number of witches in U.S. on the rise could surpass 1.5 million. Yeah, witches. The report in the Christian Post contends that a number of witches and Wiccans has dramatically increased since the 1990s to the degree that there may be at least 1.5 million witches in the United States, which is higher than 1.4 million mainline Presbyterians. Presbyterians, I mean. Sorry. The practice of witchcraft has grown significantly in recent decades. Those who identify as witches have concurrently uh, risen with the rise of the witch aesthetic, whatever that is. Between 1990 and 2008, the number of Wiccans in the United States grew from 8,000 to 340,000. What a big jump. That has a lot to do with the, the Obama. The Obama thing. According to three religious surveys conducted by Trinity College of Connecticut, they said 2014, that 0.4% of the population... One to 1.5 million Americans identify as Wicca or pagan. Huh. And they serve the Baphomet. They love 
They love Baffo. They love that androgynous LBGD2 transgender gay Baffo guy. They love that guy. And uh, yeah, they're going to go where he's going to go and that's not cool. But they're blinded and they made a choice. They didn't just wake up one day filled with this nonsense. They've been making choices between truth and lies. And they're going with the lie. And that's not good when it all ends. Julie Royce, formerly a Moody Radio, said, it makes sense that witchcraft and the occult would rise as society becomes increasingly postmodern. The rejection of Christianity has left a void that people as inherently spiritual beings will seek to fill. Well, yeah, it's true. Witchcraft is especially attractive to millennials because it has been effectively repackaged. Yes, it has. No longer is witchcraft and paganism satanic and demonic. It's a pre-Christian tradition that promotes free thought and understanding of earth and nature. It's the rebel. He's the original rebel angel. Do what thy wilt. There's nothing new. This is the same old crap that goes all the way back to the garden. Eat the fruit and your eyes will be open. You'll be like God. Blah, 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 blah. Certainly you won't die. Blah, blah, blah. So there you go. Rising witches everywhere. So when you see this crap around you, well, then you know what's going on, right? What's going on? So I was going to do one more story about lab-grown organs go rogue and develop brain and muscle cells. That's right. There's an article there from the star, but it wants me to continue and accept all cookies. And I don't accept cookies from the star, so I'm not going to read that article. But just suffice it to say that someone wrote an article about lab-grown organs going rogue and developing brain and muscle cells. Yay, Frankenstein. There we go. So in the midst of all of this nonsense, right? In the midst of all this nonsense, the words of Jesus ring true. Gospel of John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you so that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation, boy. <laughs> but take courage, I have overcome the world. That's the bottom line. It doesn't go any further than that. That's the bottom line. The Apostle John says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. What? Not our science? Not our methodology? Not our philosophy? Not our psychology? Not our pagan worship? Not our ancient pagan rituals? Not our witchcraft? No, our faith. Our faith, our pistios, our belief, our trust, our total surrender to the God, the creator God. There's only one that created heaven and earth and everything you see, taste, smell, touch, and everything you can't see. There's only one. The rest of them are bold face liars that have deceived everyone else except you and us and other biblical Christ-following believers. So we watch as the world tumbles, as it enters into climate chaos, as people enter more and more into demonic possession, 
alien infested rock that we're on. Oh, but the, the, the beauty and the glory that awaits is incredible. And that's where my faith is at. That's where my hope is at as I occupy. So these are horrible stories, but remember who you are in Christ and, before and that I he's go, overcome the world. I want to remind that you that as of last you, Monday, while you the single, here, Why Won't You Listen to Me, was released as a single everywhere on online digital distributors. And I'm going to play that song right now because I wrote it basically about this show. There's a little Jesus in there too, you know, because the words are about, hey, I'm knocking at your door, trying you know, let me in. But I basically wrote it about this show and about other people that you, you talk to and you're trying to tell them stuff, truth, and they're just not listening. They're just not listening. And a lot of it comes from other Christians that just won't listen and they keep living a lifestyle they're living or doing things they're doing and getting in trouble and they're just not listening. So it's kind of, it, it, that's what it's about. So I'm going to play it right now. It is available everywhere if you like it. All right. Good night. We'll talk to you later.
And for the life of me, I just can't figure out why. 